Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Um, so let's start with kind of what this week has looked like, and we'll just chat for a little bit. Um, so normally I record on my bed in my room um, because it's just the best for dampening sound and um, kind of secluding myself a little bit. But I'm currently washing all of my sheets and my duvet cover and all of that, so I'm just sitting on my mattress on my bed, which feels really odd. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just a weird feeling. So we're gonna kind of see how the sound goes, but we'll just we're just gonna see how as we go. So I, as always, have been working a lot this week. It's been a very busy week, with especially workouts. Um, for those of you who don't know, I really enjoy lifting, and I normally lift. I don't know, maybe four times a week or something like that um, with my roommates. And I have been wanting to add in hot yoga once or twice a week, which I've done on and off for a couple years. It's not something that I've done super consistently just because it is a very expensive hobby to have, um, but I do really enjoy it. So when I've moved around, I usually will find a studio and then here and there add in some hot yoga. But my roommate and I have been trying out this new hot yoga studio. Well, not new, but new to us in our area. And they were doing your first week you could do for $20 and get unlimited classes. So we were like, well, since it's unlimited, we might as well use as many classes as we can and fit them into our current lifting schedule. So this week we're basically doing two workouts almost every day. I think there's like one day, which is I think it's just today that we only have one workout. Um, but yesterday was the first day and we did hot yoga and then immediately went to the gym and lifted and I am so sore. My body is so tired. I, you know, normally am a very active person. I also, um, work in the service industry. So I walk a lot for my job. That's honestly all I do is run around. So I'm a very active person, but adding this in was just like a whole nother level of exhaustion. So I'm pretty tired today, but it's a good feeling. It's a good kind of tired. Um, so yeah, I've been, that's been new for me. Oh, I finally got new tires, everybody. Insert the, the clapping sound, the applause sound. Um, I'm actually really proud of myself. One of my listeners who I, we lived in the same area, both lived in Iowa City at the same time. Um, Malia, she messaged me to make sure that I was getting new tires. Um, which I really appreciate Malia because otherwise I probably wouldn't have done it. I had also my friend Haley and my mom both text me and tell me to get new tires. Um, but I finally did it last week and I, I didn't realize, I mean, I knew my tires were bad, but I didn't realize how bad they were until, um, I got the new ones and I'm like, wow, you guys have been able to like stop and go and turn and reverse and all that jazz with no problem. I'm pretty jealous because um, it's been a struggle. So that's, I'm really proud of myself for that. Next task is, um, getting some episodes backlogged, but it's just been a busy week. So we'll kind of, we'll, we'll see how it goes. That's in our next task that we're working on. And hopefully some people can remind me of, um, yeah. So let's just kind of hop into this week's episode. So if you have not listened to last week's episode, I'm sure I should have stated this earlier, but please go listen to that first. Last week, or I guess two weeks ago, last episode, we talked about love languages, what they are, how they work, um, what different love languages they are, and how they affect us, and how we can utilize them, and why we want to know what they are. And then this week, we're talking about setting boundaries in our relationships, but I'm also going to be referencing some of the love languages from last week. So I recommend that you go listen to that episode first if you've not listened to it already. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be setting out 
talking about setting boundaries, this can apply to any relationship in your life. And I kind of mentioned that throughout the episode, but we're mainly going to be talking about romantic relationships because this is a um, part two of the Valentine's Day episode. So we're going to kind of keep it um, centered around love and romance and all of that jazz. So first off, let's start with why would we want to set boundaries? And for those of you who may not be used to setting boundaries in relationships, this may sound like an aggressive term. When we think of being in a relationship, we think of vulnerability and being open with another person, whereas a boundary can sound like putting up a wall or blocking someone out. So why would we want to do that? Why would we want to set boundaries in our relationships? Well, boundaries allow us to express what we want and need to our partners. They allow us to express what is acceptable and not acceptable in our interactions and what expectations we hold. Um, uh, Adrian, wow, I struggled with that name there. Adrian Clements, who is a therapist in private practice, said setting boundaries is self-care and honoring your partner's boundaries is relational care. Um, boundaries also help us prevent codependence. They allow us to integrate Uh, make sure that we're integrating hobbies, friendships, families, and careers into our relationships. They allow us to integrate independence. And our relationships are just one aspect of our lives. No matter how large of a piece of your life it is, it is just a single piece. And we need to make sure that we're treating them as such. And boundaries allow us and encourage us to keep separate aspects of our lives outside of our relationships. They allow us to be our own people while still holding a relationship. And they lead to happy and healthy relationships. And as we know, unhealthy and unsatisfactory relationships can cause a decline in our mental health. So setting boundaries is a great preventative measure to keep your relationship on a positive track. And really, it's a win-win situation. A healthy relationship leads to improved mental health, while improved mental health leads to a happier relationship. Dr. Jaki Gobb, who is professor of sociology and intimacy at the Open University, as well as chief chief relationships officer with the couples app Paired, said, when it comes to your life as a couple, consider that there are actually three entities involved, yourself, your partner, and the relationship itself, and boundaries need to be defined for each. And there are three categories of boundaries that we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to do emotional, time, and physical we're going to start with emotional. Now, for some, this may seem like an obvious category. For others, you might be like, what the heck are you talking about? But we're kind of going to break it down a little bit further. So just kind of hang on and it might surprise you what we're talking about. Um, But another way to think about emotional boundaries is as an energy boundary. It's about being protective of our energy and our everyday emotions. And the main boundary to set in relation to this is not absorbing one another's feelings. When your partner is having a tough time or experiencing any sort of distress, it's natural that the other partner would want to empathize with them and help them in any way that they can. But there are limits to this that need to be set in the moment. It's important that we do not feel overly responsible for managing our partner's emotions, as well as being able to empathize without absorbing our partner's emotions. And I'm sure that Many of you have heard of an energy vampire before, and that's kind of what we're talking about here, Um, sometimes to an extreme extent and sometimes to not, but an energy vampire is someone who sometimes unintentionally is draining you of your emotional energy, and they're going to soak up that willingness, um, that effort that you give to listen and care and love for another person, and they're just going to soak that right up. And sometimes our partners can do this. And again, this can be done completely unintentionally. And at times, we almost wish our partners would do this so that they no longer will be stressed out or sad because we want to take on that burden for them. 
But this is a boundary that we need to set because at the end of the day, that does not help them. It does not help them. It does not help you. And it does not help your relationship. One way we can do this is by offering our help or advice, but also distancing ourselves. And we can mean that in a literal sense, being able to recognize when there's nothing that you can do to help your partner in the moment other than give them space and time to process and deal with the situation on their own. Sometimes all you have to do is physically remove yourself from a room or situation to be able to rebalance your own energy and escape negative energy. And it may at first feel feel like you're being unhelpful or unsupportive, but that's not the case. You can offer help or support and then remove yourself. For example, let's say your partner comes home from work and just had a terrible day for whatever reason. Maybe they had a bad meeting or had a disagreement with a coworker. It doesn't matter. But they come home and they are not happy. They're disgruntled and angry and they're just kind of murmuring to themselves about whatever event occurred. And you try to talk to them a little bit and they just kind of brush you off. What you can do is still offer them support, ask if they want to talk about it, possibly offer them dinner or you know, whatever, a drink, if that's your thing. And then you let them know that if they need anything, you will be there, but you are going to go in your room and watch a movie, or you're just going to go do something else. You give them the option for the support that they might need, but you are not just going to sit in the room with their negative, potentially toxic energy and just soak it up because that's what happens. We soak up and we mirror the energy around us. So their bad energy and their bad day will just lead to your now bad energy and your bad day. And that's not what a partner is for. They're a support system, not a punching bag. And this is a type of boundary that is great to set for pretty much everyone in your life, not just your partner. It can apply to family, friends, and even our coworkers. Think of this type of boundary as an energy shield. Protecting your own energy and allowing it to remain positive and not allowing others to feed off of it with while they have their negative energy. And again, this boundary does apply to the verse as well, recognizing when you're having a bad day and bad energy and not allowing yourself to give it to others, keeping it to yourself to deal with so you're not negatively affecting those around you. All right, let's talk about time boundaries for a little bit. So time boundaries relate to how much time you spend with another person because let's be honest, our time is valuable. And we can sometimes no pun intended there, take our time for granted, but our time is something to be valued. Giving your time to someone needs to be treated as such and vice versa, fully appreciating when someone is giving you their time. So time boundaries can be helpful in clarifying what else is important to you in addition to your partner. So making sure your partner understands that you also give time to your friends, your job, your family, your weekly softball game, to yourself, whatever it is. And this type of boundary is a discussion that can be especially helpful in the beginning of a relationship. And we're going to kind of relate this back to last week's episode, which again, if you have not listened to, I highly recommend. But this can be especially important when someone in the relationship has quality time as their love language. And this is something that I have struggled with because one of my primary love languages is quality time. And I've definitely noticed before it's been a point of tension in relationships. And since then, I've kind of, I now understand why. Because for someone who doesn't have quality time as their love language, it can feel a little overwhelming when someone who does, like me, wants to spend more time with them than they're used to. And this is where a time boundary can come in. It's important for not only the person who is feeling overwhelmed to set boundaries, but also the person who has quality time as their love language. Both parties need to be able to express what they want and need in relation to spending time with one another. And this is something that should be done early to set a good course for the relationship. 
each partner needs to feel like they are heard as well as making sure both of your needs are met. And yes, this conversation can feel a little bit uncomfortable at first, especially if you're someone who is asking for more time, but it's imperative because otherwise you will not feel satisfied in your relationship. And honestly, it it sometimes can kind of make you feel like you're like you're feeling needy, but that's just not the case. Again, we all have our own love languages and it's important to make sure that your partner understands yours in addition to their own so that you can be on the same page and get what you need and what your partner needs and make sure that you're both satisfied. All right, lastly, we're going to talk about physical boundaries and this is going to relate not only to to sex, but we're going to talk about sex for a little bit. We're going to talk about physical boundaries. I know that sex can be a kind of a taboo topic and we haven't talked about it that much on this podcast. Um, I also know that some of my listeners do listen in with their kids. So I'm going to point out that this is not going to be explicit in any way, but we're just going to do kind of a brief overview and overview and use some really general topics. Um, but again, this is something that can be uncomfortable and many people don't feel comfortable talking about this, but that's what makes setting these boundaries so important. And examples of this may be when you're ready to have any sexual contact, what type of sexual contact you're okay with, how often, when, and where you like to have sex, how to tell one another you're in the mood versus not in the mood. And it doesn't, again, just have to relate to sex. Any sort of physical contact, you need to be able to express to your partner where your boundaries lie and what you're okay with and not okay with. Again, I realize that not everyone is comfortable talking about sex or any sort of physical contact, but you need to at least with be able to have this conversation with your partner. Because when you cross those lines, those are moments of trust and you need to be able to have that trust with one another, especially when it relates to sex, because that can be key to a healthy relationship. And this type of boundary can also relate back to last week when we were talking about physical touch as a primary love language. Because for someone who has physical touch as their love language, any contact, but more so sexual contact, is their way of expressing love and that can lead to wanting that touch and contact more often. While for others, they might not reciprocate that feeling or only reciprocate it to some degree and you need to be able to express that. For couples with someone with physical touch as their love language, this boundary is really critical to make sure that both parties feel understood and appreciated, as well as feeling safe and physically and emotionally secure in their relationship. So I kind of want to talk about briefly how to begin setting boundaries, kind of where you start, because again, this topic is, it's a big, it's a big topic and it can feel a little daunting at first. So again, we want to start slow and then we can grow from there. And for me, the easiest way I found to do it was starting by implementing implementing it into your everyday life is a great first step. And that makes, again, setting boundaries feel a little less daunting. And over the last couple of years, this is something that I've put in some real effort into my life and into this process. And I have now found that having the bigger conversations about boundaries, especially if I'm in an argument, is a lot easier. And that's kind of where I started actually. I started with setting boundaries when I was having a difficult conversation or if I was arguing with somebody that wasn't making any progress. That was where my first boundary kind of came out. And it actually was unintentional. Um, I knew what I was saying, but my plan going into the conversation was to not, wasn't that I was going to set boundaries. It just happened spur of the moment. And then I realized that that was what I wanted to say in those types of situations from now on. And this is going to sound a little odd and it's going to sound blunt right away. And the first time that you use it, you may feel a little uncomfortable, but I promise you this works. 
if I'm in a situation with someone where I'm no longer um, wanting to be an active participant in the conversation, if I feel like we're not making any progress, if I feel like we're just um, arguing in circles, if I feel like we're saying things that we don't necessarily mean, I will very simply say, I am done having this conversation. And I'm going to tell you right away what is going to happen is that 99% of the time, they're going to try and continue the conversation that you're having. They're just going to keep saying what they just said. And you need to just respond again and say, no, I am done having this conversation. If you want, you can add something to the effect of this is not a productive conversation. And I know that if we continue this, I'm going to get upset and say something that I don't mean. And you can just add that and simply say again, I'm done having this conversation. And then you can walk away and remove yourself from that situation and from that conversation. And again, it's going to feel a little aggressive and blunt at first, but when setting boundaries, you need to be direct and honest as well as not leaving any wiggle room. Because when you are setting a boundary, you are drawing a line. And when those lines are crossed, because there are going to be times where people cross those lines, you need to be prepared to tell someone. If someone oversteps a boundary that you have set, you can say something like, I have set this boundary and you have now crossed it. You have crossed the line. Again, it sounds formal and it's going to feel off when you're first using these words, but you need to be direct and to the point. You need to make it very clear how you're feeling and very clear that someone has crossed a line because by being direct and making it clear, you are letting someone know that the behavior that they have that they have shown you is not something that you're willing to tolerate and cannot be repeated. And trust me, you guys, as someone who does not enjoy confrontation, I hate confrontation but as someone who does not enjoy that being direct can be very difficult and very uncomfortable and I do understand that and I understand that it's hard at the beginning and beginning to sound boundaries is not an easy task but with just starting with those simple steps it has helped me develop the skill so much faster I feel so much more comfortable having these conversations with other people especially in those types of situations that it it's worth it to me that little step getting over that first fear of how do I do this is 100% worth it. And again, because boundaries apply to all of your relationships, not just your romantic relationships. We're talking platonic relationships, familial relationships, work relationships. Setting boundaries is just a necessary skill that you need to have in your life. And this is one way to start it. So I'm going to quickly do some kind of just like last minute tips um, for setting boundaries and then we'll talk about things to remember and then we'll kind of wrap it up for you which is kind of wild so tips for setting boundaries you want to begin early make setting boundaries and opening that pathway of communication a habit in your relationship the earlier you start the easier it is to continue form that trust and bond with your partner your friend your family member as soon as you can you can start small but start early Be honest. Setting boundaries and communicating how you're really feeling can be nerve-wracking, but if you cannot be honest with your partner, you cannot have an honest relationship. Be aware of your word choice. There are words and phrases that we use in everyday life, example swearing or jokingly name-calling, that may be acceptable between you and your partner, but should not be used when having a serious conversation or when you're having an argument or when you're setting boundaries. Accept and respect when your partner is setting boundaries. This conversation is not just about you and what you want, 
You need also to be open and understanding of what your partner wants and is asking for. Remember the courage that it took for you to be honest and ask for what you need and think about how your partner is feeling. Dr. Jackie Gobb said, I think all communication should start with I feel. If you leave with, lead with superlative or accusatory statements like you always or you never, then you're going to be hit with a brick wall of that's not what I think. Okay, last couple things to remember. It's okay to ask for space. I think sometimes we feel like we're insulting our partner or our partner is tired of us because they want space and this is not the case. Space is important in relationships and we need to feel comfortable asking for it when we need it. Kind of relating back to the time boundaries, it's okay to ask for more time and it's okay to ask for less time. Just be honest and open and direct about how you're feeling. Boundaries are not to be confused with controlling. We do not use boundaries to control our partners, and we also do not allow our partners to be able to hide controlling behaviors behind the mask of boundaries. At the end of the day, a relationship is a two-way street and should be treated, treated as such, and utilizing communication, compromise, and respect for one another will get you to where you want to be as a unit. Okay, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, I... I'm feeling actually really good about this one. This one took me a lot longer to put together. I've been working on it for a couple weeks, so I think that's why I'm feeling like it sounds a lot more put together. So I hope you guys liked it as much as I did and you kind of try things out and let me know how it works. Let me know if you're feeling more confident or if you're feeling nervous. I want to hear both ways because I feel very conflicting on just my own personal side about boundaries, knowing that they're so important and still putting in the act, I still get nervous. So it's interesting to see how other people feel and kind of deal with that. Um, But I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you for the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed and were able to see a different side of things. Please, please, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and go like and follow my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash this is your life podcast. There I post more resources and updates on episodes, as well as overall encouraging content. If you have any suggestions or requests for episode topics, you can email me at this is your life podcast at gmail.com. And remember guys, this is your life.